It's the start of a new week. Wakey, wakey, motherfuckers! Look, sorry about that. I'm on full beans this morning and I'm going to drag the very best out of you this week, whether you want to go there or not. So if you want to have an average week, get off this podcast now and go and fucking listen to 100 Ways to Do a Better Pearl Knot with your knitting or whatever it is that you, you like to do when you don't want to achieve stuff. Right, who's still with me? Hiya, Mum. Glad you stayed. The rest of the country switched over to Frank Mitchell on U105. Anyway, back to business. It's the start of a new week and I want to challenge you to get out of your own way and stop yapping about whatever you're yapping about and be grateful for the gifts you've been given and go and do more this week than you've ever done before. Are you with me so far? So I thought this would be a great opportunity in episode 21 of the Speed Mentor podcast with me, Gavin Wall, serial entrepreneur and mentor to help inspire you for the week ahead with one of the most inspiring people I've come across on my various travels of personal development in recent years. Look, early in 2019, I had the privilege of experiencing in the flesh the amazing person that is Nick Vujicic. Now, that's spelled N-I-C-K for Nick and V-U-J-I-C-I-C. V-U-J-I-C-I-C. When he spoke in Dublin at a conference I attended um, in January. This guy's story is awe-inspiring and certainly enabled me to get out of my own way a few times this year and clear the deck of any excuses I was using to self-limit my potential. Now, some of you will be familiar with Nick and his story, but as you'll know, you can't tire of listening to such inspiration. And if you don't know Nick's story, I'm only only too happy to introduce you to one of the most incredible stories of human triumph in the face of adversity you will ever hear. By the way, if you get hooked on his output, Make sure and tell him I introduced you to him and make sure to come back and listen to my stuff as well as every listener counts for me. But anyway, I've dug out a few of my notes from the event. By the way, just for the record and for your own benefit, if you go to an and you should be doing this sort of stuff if you're looking to improve yourself. If you go to an event or a conference or a speaking engagement or anything of that nature, please don't ever bring a notebook or notepad or some scraps of paper with you unless you're a dedicated journaler. Okay, please, please, please bring your iPad or your laptop and record your notes into it. As I found that when your notes are kept in one place, in one random place, in one book, or etc., or various notepads or pieces of paper or on the back of the program notes that you have, you never ever refer back to them and they just simply get lost. Now, if you want to, to grow and increase your development exponentially, keep them in the one place in your computer, in your iPad at the touch of a button, just like I've done with the notes from this event that, that Nick spoke at. So I'm largely able to recount his story from the typed notes that I've made, which are in the one place at the touch of a button. Anyway, enough about that little rant. Nick was born with no arms and no legs, and he's now 36 years of age. As he explained to us in Dublin, he wasn't even blessed with a disease um, that his family could bring him home and say, Oh, Nick. He had such and such a disease. That's why he has no arms and legs. He wasn't even granted that blessing. That little hook that his family and himself could hang all the excuses about his life on. A disease that he was able to say he was cursed with. He had nothing. There was no reason why he had no arms and no legs. No particular reason. No specific condition. 
we didn't even have that start that he could hang um, sort of all the excuses in his life on a particular disease. Oh, even more so than having no arms and legs. That was another hurdle in life. So his childhood was very difficult. He was bullied at primary school from a very early age um, to such an extent that he was suicidal from eight years of age. Suicidal from eight years of age. Just imagine that, folks. When you were running about playing football or playing with your friends or doing long jumps in the school playground, whatever it was you were doing, feeling happy as a child, he was suicidal. He was suicidal from the ages of eight until 12. And at 10 years of age, he actually attempted suicide. But fortunately, I suppose, committing suicide for him was probably near impossible because of his disability. And thankfully so. How the hell do you come back from having tried to commit suicide at the age of 10 and having been chronically depressed from 8 until 12? The mind boggles. Just remind me, what is it that you're cursing this morning? Oh yes, it's the traffic which is brutal on the West Link or on the M25. And if only you hadn't stayed up last night gorging on an extra box set, box set of The Crown or some other shite that you were watching on Netflix, which delayed you into the rush hour traffic. And you're now having a tough day because of it. Look, level up. Level up. Get out of your own way, folks. You're creating your own problems. Let's hear what Nick has to say about it all. Anyway, back to Nick. Um, he came on When he came onto the stage in Dublin, I knew absolutely nothing about him. I'm going to be honest here. He was lifted onto the stage by someone else. And I actually thought... He hadn't been tucked in properly in the underwear department as it looked like his male appendage was hanging out. Then he explained that that was his drumstick. Where we have legs and feet, he has a big toe or drumstick attached to his torso. And by the way, he can type 53 words per minute with it. Yes, 53 words per minute. Have a think how many words you can type with your fingers and your thumbs. The next thing he said was a real wake-up call for me. His parents didn't mollycoddle him one bit. The temptation must have been for them to wrap him up in cotton wool because he was limbless and look after him like their lives depended on it. But no, no, they didn't do any of that. The depression continued until he was 12 years of age. He said he thought he'd never get married, never hold his wife's hand. Well, that was never going to happen whether he got married or not. Um, that he would need a helper all his life. But his parents said to him, you need to sort yourself out. No one's going to do it for you. That's proper tough love right there. Something that's maybe all too lacking in today's culture, I fear. They had him hoovering by six years of age. He had the hoover wedged in between his cheek and his shoulder. He remembers as a boy that there was a book up on, high up on a bookshelf um, and a bookcase in his home and he asked his mother to reach up and get it for him. She refused and told him to work out how to get the book for himself. It took him days to work out a plan. He fell on multiple occasions trying to get the book. He had to budge a stool across that he could wedge himself up onto, so he could then clamber up onto the, the lower level of the bookshelf, and then stretch up and flick the book with his head. But he did it. He taught himself a lesson, and that's a mantra that he has to this day. He says he doesn't know what's impossible. Until he knows what's possible. Say that again. He doesn't know what's impossible until he knows what's possible. Now, he didn't know 
His mother didn't know whether it was possible that he could get up, find a plan, get up onto the bookshelf and flick that book out. It was only because he tried it. That's how he discovered it was possible and therefore it was not impossible. He says that attitude is altitude. And that's coming from a man who's three feet tall and leads a life without limbs. Attitude is altitude. If you give your kids everything, they will have entitlement. It's the worst thing you can do to them. He, te- he says that he loves to have fun. He said you can be angry for what you don't have or grateful for what you do have. Have the courage to fail. Embrace your journey. If it was easy, there'd be no joy in achievement. The successful people are prepared to do what it takes. He says, get out of your own way. Stop being your own cheerleader. His dad told him that he may not have been given arms and legs, but he was given a brain and that they should be grateful for the brain he was given. We started thinking a bit more like that. Maybe we'd be happier in our own lives. Your truth and value is not how much money or likes you have. The people you have in your life are the ones um, that are important to you. You should count your blessings. And what he preaches, he lives. You can see it in him. It's oozing out of every pore in his body. He had a goal. Interestingly, he sets, he's a real goal setter. And this came from his parents and viewed this into him. He had a goal to make his first million by he was 25. He says he was broken, that he didn't make it. But fortunately enough, it only took him two more years and he was a millionaire by he was 27. When we set a goal, we got to start right away, he says. There will be times, he says, when only you will believe in your own goal. But don't let that deflect you from chasing after it aggressively. I told my mum, he said, that I wanted to be a speaker. She asked, what are you going to talk about? I said, bullying, because he'd been bullied at school. But do you hear what his mother had done there? Do you hear what she had done? She didn't say, as most parents say, you can't do that. How are you going to be a speaker? She asked him, what was he going to talk about? That's certainly something that my own mother um, could have learned from when she often knocked us back whenever we had goals and aspirations. But she was only doing it to protect us. But what Nick's mother did, she knew that he had to be challenged. And she said, what are you going to talk about rather than you can't do that? The story of how his speaking career started is incredible. At the age of 16, a janitor at his school told him that he could be a speaker. Now He didn't even know what a speaker was at that time and he had no idea why the janitor thought he could do that. Sometimes people see stuff in us that we don't see ourselves. But the idea stuck with him and then sometimes later he decided that he wanted to be a speaker. So he phoned 52 schools to offer his services as a speaker. One of them even said to him, don't be coming over here, you'll only scare the children. (laughs) I imagine someone said something as horrid and brutal to us. We'd be stopped in our tracks. You'll only scare the children. Most of you listening, including myself, are worried about the odd snarky troll on our timelines. Let's just get over ourselves like Nick did. He didn't listen to that comment because he knew what he wanted. He'd set his goal. Nick decided he wanted this so badly he wasn't going to let a bit of rejection get in his way nor a few hurtful comments. No, instead he decided to improve and hone his skill of pitching himself as a public speaker to each of the schools he phoned. So at the start, he simply blurted out, Look, hi, my name's Nick and I'm born limbless and I would like to give a talk about bullying at your school. But by the 53rd school, by the 53rd call, 
His patter was nailed. He got it right down to a tee. He learnt from the 52 previous pitches that didn't go well enough and ultimately got the gig. So get over yourself, mitigate your risk, calculate your cost and just do it. Learn from the failures. Do it now, even if you're doing badly and improve yourself. He didn't realise whenever he got the booking from the school because he was going through the directory um, that the school was actually two and a half hours away. A drive two and a half hours away. And needless to say, he couldn't drive. He'd no way of getting there. He'd, got, he'd been offered $50 for his expenses for um, uh, giving the speech. But he had to go and get his brother to drive him. And his brother refused. So he had to use the $50 that he was offered as expenses by the school to pay his brother. He was really pissed. Um, uh, uh, so he knew now that he wasn't even going to get paid. Now, only they, they made their way through the countryside, two and a half hour drive. But only 10 people turned up and he was given only five minutes to talk at the school. He almost died of horror. The crowd was so small and that the length of his speech was so short. He was so embarrassed he begged his brother not to tell his mother about the disaster and the humiliation that he'd felt over the speech. He was thoroughly depressed and he went to bed that evening. Now this was the mother who had supported him greatly and believed in him and he thought that her knowledge of what had happened, the ten people in the five minutes, um, would knock even her confidence in her son that she loved. But something funny happened. The next morning he answered the phone and got another booking for a school that had a bullying problem. They said they'd pay him $150 and he could speak in front of 500 people. And this school wasn't two and a half hours away so he didn't have to give his brother the money to get him there. Believe in the impossible. An impossible dream and it can be born. But fast forward and Nick now has a beautiful family at 36 years of age. He is able to provide for all of their financial needs and is one of the leading motivational speakers in the world, speaking to millions of people, mingling with presidents, inspiring those who no longer believe in themselves. He preaches we should all love, forgive and dream. He strongly believes in goal setting, which was instilled in him by his parents, as I've explained, and had that goal at 25 to be a millionaire and was gutted to miss it by two years. For me, though, there was one single message writ large as he dominated the stage and had the audience in the palm of his proverbial hand. There are no excuses. There are no excuses. That takes me back to everyone listening, including myself. What excuse are you mulling over in your head to give yourself a way out of whatever challenge you're facing this week? Reach in. And rip it out of the back of your mind and throw it away because it's embarrassing. And only those with similar pathetic excuses are going to listen to you talking crap about it. It's time to level up. Get out of your own way. Free yourself of the excuses. Be grateful for it, for what you have, not what you don't. And understand that nothing is impossible. You've been listening to another episode of the Speed Mentor Podcast. Your only personal daily motivator helping you to get out of your own way to help you believe and to help you achieve just like Nick. If you've enjoyed this episode from a local voice, why not subscribe and bless me with a review. Keep spreading the gospel according to Speed Mentor. As I always say at the end of every episode, it's 
all there waiting for you. The question is whether you want it badly enough. It's your choice. I'm a man on a mission.